Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Carol Tuttle Child Whisperer Show. For the next hour, be prepared to be blown away as Carol shares some amazing tips and how-tos that are guaranteed to revolutionize your parenting experience. Each week, Carol brings her creative, hands-on approach to parenting using the unique model of child whispering, her vast knowledge of natural healing methods, and her passion and drive to help you become the best parent you can be. Carol is the mother of five grown children who all turned out to be pretty amazing people and are now becoming parents of their own, giving Carol the chance to become an even better grandparent. Welcome to today's show. Good morning. Welcome to the Child Whisper Show. Appreciate you joining me today. I'll be taking five questions a little bit in the show. I usually like to start the show with a topic and then open the show up for live questions. So if you have a question for me, please, I welcome them. I enjoy supporting people and I'd love to help you today. You can call in. Just dial 347-677-1963 to get into my lineup of callers and press 1 on your phone pad and that indicates on my end that you want to come on the show live. So today's topic, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we can, I think most of the time I'm hoping for you that it's unintentional that we can embarrass our children and then the, the side effects of that that occur for our kids. And I want to stress that because hopefully that will motivate you more to be more considerate and conscientious of things that may be embarrassing your child. You know, I've been in the self-help world for a long time, going on 20 years here, and I work primarily with adults in helping them heal their lives and and change their um, beliefs about themselves and their sense of self-esteem and self-purpose and to really discover the truth of who they are. Sorry about that. I need to drink water. Um, And it always goes back to whenever there's issues in an adult's life and there's problems with their own sense of self, their self-perception, their experience in relationships, it always, always goes back to their childhood. And it goes back to most cases, something that occurred with their parents. And often then it's it's emotional programming or imprints they may have taken on from their parents as well. And so my work in parenting is heavily focused on how can we prevent and avoid doing the same thing to our own children so that they do not have to deal with the self-recovery and the self-help and coming to know themselves in their adult years. And so I I look at this particular topic through that lens especially. What do we do that can be embarrassing or shame, you know, be cause a sense of shame in our children? And I have an upcoming show. I don't know if it's next week or the next two weeks. I'm going to look at my actual topic lineup. But I've got an upcoming show on 
how to avoid shaming our children and how we discipline them. A lot of times we default to that because if we can strike fear, guilt, or a sense of insecurity in a child, maybe they'll obey us. That's really just a really low level of consciousness in our parenting approach to motivate a child through shameful. Where this is a little different, this is just incidentals, um, things, incidents that occur that you may not be aware of. And the first, I'm going to talk about some things first that I think affect all types of children, and then I'll review some things for each of the four types. And if you're new to the Child Whisperer podcast, I invite you to go to thechildwhisperer.com and make sure you've read my book, The Child Whisperer. You can find out about it there at thechildwhisperer.com. I'd also invite all my listeners to go and seek out the archives of the shows. We have them actually categorized by topics at thechildwhisperer.com. We also have a fabulous blog there that you can follow and get more support for your parenting. And we also have a presence on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the child whisperer. And once you get involved in Facebook, you'll learn that we have page groups for each of the four types that are moderated by moms that love this information and are there to support you. You can learn about those the groups at the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the child whisper. So join the community of parents that are striving to be more conscious in their parenting approach and raise healthy, confident children who know the truth of who they are. So the four, some things, not four, but let's just talk about some general ways that we can embarrass our children. I think the number one way we embarrass a child that we may not be conscientious of is when we're talking about them with family or friends and they're in our presence, especially when they're little. We're talking about them as far as their behavior, our disappointment in them, our frustration with them, and they're standing right there. Even a two-year-old is going to be aware of this. They may not be able to translate that into some kind of conscious understanding, but they're going to be aware of the emotional and energetic feeling of that. And they're going to feel the sense of being a disappointment, and then they're embarrassed. So notice when you do that, you have a tendency for doing that, talking about your child with other adults when they're with you. And I talk about that at large in other shows, that when you focus on what you don't want and the negative, then you will just naturally be creating more of that because what you flow your energy to, that energy feeds more of the same. And so there's that component of it as well that's not supportive. The other, um, I think, common way we embarrass a child, and we often allow this amongst 
siblings is through what I would call hostile humor or sarcasm. And it's when we say things that are derogatory or negative, but we've phrased it in a manner that it's meant to be funny or humorous, but take away that particular slant on it. And the bottom line, it's just it, it's just negative feedback. I know I grew up teasing. It's a form of teasing. They call it hostile humor, and it usually has a sarcastic quality to it. Parents can even do this to a child. And kind of like we're all supposed to, everyone like, ha, ha, ha. And yet, in what the individual, the child is left to feel is a sense again of I'm inadequate and it's embarrassing. So notice that going on in your family and especially amongst siblings. Are you allowing your children to interact in this manner, communicate in this manner? I know I grew up in a family where that was not um, stopped. It was, I think again, it was an unconscious allowing on my parents' behalf that they did not uh, intervene. But there was a lot of sarcasm. I probably even participated. I'd like to think I didn't. Uh, I think I was the... I received a lot of it, even from my father. He would say things that were embarrassing. And they uh, really beat up my self-esteem. You know, it was, I, I have very strong recollection of that. And so as a parent, I was very conscientious of that. And I was very careful to discourage that and intervene when our children may have had a habit or started to do that. And so that wasn't, and again, I wasn't going to call them on that in front of the other kids Um gentle reminders, kind reminders, uh, making note of things, because then we're just embarrassing now the child that's making a sarcastic comment by calling them out. And so just, you know, let's let's all love and support each other. You know, there's, is there a frustration that needs to be dealt with privately with the child that's really being cruel or uh, saying sarcastic things about their sibling that needs to be dealt with more in a more private manner? and not just called out. And so that would be my um, next one. Are we disciplining in front of the other kids and in front of other people? And in some cases, yeah, some disciplinary approaches can be appropriate depending on what the situation is. But in most cases, most disciplining is best done one-on-one, even if you have to bring a child aside, um, talk to them more privately. But how much of that do you do in front of everyone where you're just disciplining? Because that's embarrassing to a child. No one likes to be, you know, even as an adult, consider what's embarrassing to you. What's probably embarrassing to your child. No one likes to have things pointed out that are embarrassing. (laughs) Like, Yeah, we we 
we are embarrassing children a lot more than we recognize, I think, because some things have become status quo. Now, the next tip is, I, I think it'd be really valuable to ask your child if they're old enough to be able to respond to that question. And the younger they are, you might have to explain what that means, to be embarrassed, awkward, um, you feel uncomfortable, you're, you feel silly, you feel bad about what you did, you're, you're ashamed of it. The more, if you explain to a smaller child, even three and four-year-olds, ask them what embarrasses them. Get it from the source. You know, we, we so often try and come up with insights and understandings when really our children are right there to share it with us if we'll only ask. You know, children in a way are like your customers. And if you're trying to support them, find out what the customer, what supports the customer. You know, I, I'm a real advocate of great customer support. Our company, Live Your Truth, strives to offer great customer support. And so I think of the same kind of metaphorically, the same concept. You're trying to do what's right and supportive. And in, and if you're trying to stop something that is not supportive, then go to the source and say, what can we do? How can we support you more? So ask your children, is there anything I do or say that's embarrassing to you? Do that in a private setting, especially your grade school and teenage children. They're old enough to definitely have a response. Now, when they tell you, rather than you feeling bad about that, you know, you're getting this information so you can make changes for the better. If it triggers you, then don't go into an emotional space with your child because now you've gone nowhere. Maybe you need to remove yourself and deal with your own emotional issue till you're clear and then continue the conversation and say, um, I honor that. Don't try and defend yourself or justify. Don't try and explain yourself. Just receive it and say, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me know I wasn't aware. I can see why if you don't understand why that's embarrassing, and ask them, can you share with me why that's embarrassing to you? Learn what's underneath that. And then then as you come to understand, replay that back to your child. So just to make sure I understand, this is just a really basic communication skill, empathic listening. This, relay back to your child, this is what embarrasses you. And this is why. Is that, am I correct? Did I get this? Am I understanding you? And they'll either say yes or they'll say no, not quite right. And then you'll get more clear. And then if they say yes, say thank you. I'm going to do my best to choose differently. And could you remind me in a kind way, because it's not my intention to be hurtful to you, could you remind me if that, you know, I slip or I don't? You know, just privately, could you remind me? As we empower our children to have a voice, 
to have a choice. We build their sense of esteem, their personal esteem, their esteem of I am valued, I am important, I matter. And the adults that I work with, the adults that follow me, that is one of the top things that adults are missing that feel a sense of insecurity is they don't, they did not feel they mattered as children. Look into your own past. Your, the, some of the best parenting training you'll ever do is learning from your own childhood and healing your inner child because then you come to truly, very powerfully understand what your children need based on what you needed as a child. So I just happened to look up the word embarrass, cause to feel awkward, self-conscious, or ashamed. So, again, what is causing an awkwardness in your child, self-conscious, or a sense of shame? That you're actually the cause of, and that's the effect. And again, I'm going to give you some, you know, benefit of the doubt here that hopefully you're not doing intentionally. It's just kind of what we get into, accidental parenting, what becomes the status quo, what we're just doing. And it's kind of like just culture. Well, it's been happening for so long, you know, but I look at the side effects of the the, the effects of um, these incidentals these approaches that we use in parenting because I'm I'm seeing them in the lives of adults every day. So uh, let's look at the four types real quick and what could be instrumental in embarrassing each of the four types. The type one child, again, is our fun-loving child. And so it's there continually... Reprimand. This is our child that will connect, disconnect to their movement. They have less structure in their in their nature, their natural inner design. They get distracted readily by what's fun and new, and so they can very easily be labeled as irresponsible. And so, if you're responding to their movement as though it's irresponsible and you're trying to get them to be more responsible and take things more seriously, this can be embarrassing to them. I don't mean that they take things... that. Let me explain what I mean by taking things lightly and taking things seriously. That does not refer to what matters. Do they... The, the, we tend to think if someone takes things lightly... It doesn't matter to them. If they take things seriously, it matters more. This is a manner of lightness and seriousness is a manner of nature. It is, they are light in their being. They are light in their movement. They deal with things in a light-hearted way and things matter. When we make them too serious, they're heavy and they cannot 
um, manage true to their nature as well as their things are kept light. So that can be embarrassing that they'll feel awkward thinking they need to be someone they're not. Or type two can be easily embarrassed if they by thinking they've said something wrong, um, if they've hurt someone's feelings, they're very considerate children. This is our sensitive child. This is our child that's very aware of the emotions of others. Um, they can feel embarrassed by if they're reprimanded by something they may have said and caused to feel that they could have been hurtful to someone else because that's one of their most sensitive areas is to make sure that others feel comfortable and others feel that what they say or do is comfortable for others. Then our type three is they do something, they're very proud of it, they're really excited, and then there's no acknowledgement of the, wow, Look what you did. You know, I mean, my example of my grandson when he was two, type three, Jenny keeps, um, she had a, a former residence that they were at. They didn't have a lot of storage in the kitchen, so she used the, the entry hall closet as a pantry, and she had a big, I don't know if it was a bin or it was a container of wheat. And she usually normally kept that locked so that he, The kids couldn't get in there. Well, she didn't lock it one particular morning, and her little type 3 son, who was only two at the time, Joseph got in and got into the wheat, and, and, you know, that was like sand to him. He got it all over the entryway. Well, she could have immediately just reprimanded him for that, but she knew type 3... He's probably pretty proud of himself, and he got into this big container. Now he's playing in it like sand. And she goes, wow, look what you did. How impressive. Yeah, and really, he's too. He's going to do that. So it was not something she felt he should be disciplined for because it was, in a manner, the setup. Didn't, there was no ability for that two-year-old to be able to say, yeah, I shouldn't get into this. So you don't discipline something when a child doesn't have the conscious ability to have made another choice. You know, it's just that was her misstep that she left it unlocked. She knew even disciplining was kind of pointless. She actually let him play in it for the next hour. And gathered it up, cleaned it up, and then put it away. So I thought, good call on Jenny's part. So that's an example of a type 3 being embarrassed. i like, what did I do? I know that was a scenario in my childhood a lot. It was like something I'd be so proud of, and it's like, what did I do wrong? I don't get it. Like being told to be quiet a lot or shh, calm down, you're too loud. And it's like, really what I do? I'm just being myself. This is embarrassing. That would be another one for type 3, I think, too, is being shushed in front of other people. I know when that happens to me now, it's embarrassing. I'm like, really? I wasn't trying to be overly loud. So for type 4s, 
um, this, I, it's the same one that I said for all kids, but they're especially vulnerable to this as being put on the spot or corrected or disciplined publicly. I think that's probably one of the number one ways to embarrass a type 4 child. This is our more serious child. This is our child that is very conscientious of doing things correctly, having already an um, inner sense of what's right and wrong in their world. And so when they're publicly told they're wrong, it's very embarrassing. And I neglected to say the type 3 child's the determined child. So those are four ways that each of the four types can be embarrassed. So notice with your kids, again, where are you defaulting to this? Where can you make improvements? Where in your parenting approach can you you make some changes to support your children feeling more loved and honored? And really truly believing that when a child is parented true to their nature, they desire to do what's uh, favorable, that they want to be happy, successful, and cooperative. Just like I say in the subtitle of The Child Whisper, How to Raise, the Ultimate Handbook in Raising a Happy, Successful, Cooperative Child. I believe children are naturally designed to be cooperative, to be happy, to be successful. We just have to know how to to parent them in a way to naturally motivate that, to bring that out, to raise a child rather than instill in a child. Raising a child is bringing out what's naturally in their inner design. Instilling something in a child is suggesting they're somehow missing, lacking, or at fault, and it needs to be put in or corrected. So uh, there you go. So let's open up the show today for any live callers, 347-677-1963. Got my first caller. Area code seven one. Hi, you're live Hi. on the show. What's Hi, your name? my name's Erica. Hi, Erica. And um, hi, I'm a type one, and I I really apologize. Um, my children are in the other room, so they might be coming and talking to me. So, <laughs> in the middle of our call. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, I am type 1, and I just wanted to say that you have really helped me out a lot because I really thought that I was supposed to be type 2 when I when I read about you. And and it it, um, it really helped me to realize that, like, it was okay to be me. So I um, just want to thank you for that, first of all. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Second of all, um, I have three children that are all very, very young. I have a three-and-a-half-year-old, um, a almost two-year-old and a four-month-old. And um, I am I'm pretty, I think I'm struggling with the child whisper idea a lot. Um, first of all, because I'm coming from a different kind of background when it comes to discipline in itself, you know. Um, I came from very authoritarian parents, which they're great and everything like that. But um, I, I feel like I'm learning on my own a lot. So I've read a lot of your books. I've read the Child Whisper a few times actually, and um, I I'm noticing lately that I've been really having some problems, and um, I'm coming up with roadblocks. I'm not even sure what's causing them. Um, first of all, um, I think my daughter, my three-year-old, is a type two, um, and I'm not sure if she's a type two or a type one actually. Um, 
But I I know that from your description of the type two baby, that that was her. You know, everybody just she would pass around. She loved connecting with people on the first day she was born. Like she would make eye contact. She was really easygoing. I I I have to say that if I had just had her. Um, for more than two years, you know, because my first two are 18 months apart, that I would have thought that I was, like, the best parent ever, really, because she made my job very easy. But as we've come upon age three, I'm really having a hard time. Um, I I don't feel – I'm really – I don't really know how to connect to her a lot of the time, I feel like. And if she I, – I try to, like – she's very snuggly. She needs affection. I know that. Um, but, and then, so I'll try to make time for that, but there are things like, I, I have, because I have the other young children to take care of, if she isn't, you know, I feel like there's, like, she's just, like, a force of nature. She's not as easygoing as I, I, I would wish at this time. We get lots of tantrums, lots of, lots of tears. I, yeah. she'll say no to me. Well, let, me, let, me, um, let me stick in here. A couple things. Um, when you reference parenting, you quickly refer to it as disciplining. And yeah. I think that's a misconception that a lot of parents have, that parent, parenting is a, is a job of disciplining. And I'd invite you to change your perception of what parenting is. I mean, that mm-hmm. may be what you come from, but where did it yeah. get you confused? Yeah. Um, thinking you needed to be someone you're not, okay? So right away you can say, how successful were my parents? Again, I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying they it didn't work very well, so there's no real um, letting go of it. You know, a lot of it's conditioning. You've been conditioned to believe this is the way you should parent. It's a it's a discipline approach. Parenting is uh-huh. not a discipline approach. If you're doing a okay. good job as a parent, you shouldn't have to discipline very often. See? Yeah, and that's, that's where I'm talking like All right. Right. So yeah. you can first, your number one thing you can say is, there must be something off in my parenting because I feel like the way I'm parenting is just disciplining. Right. So first, my right. first suggestion is you have to reference that parenting is a process of helping raise a child. It's a process of helping raise a child true to themselves. It's not a method of disciplining, okay? Mm-hmm. So know the difference. My second suggestion before I get to your daughter is you've got three kids, three and under. You yeah. personally, as a type one, you need to get out. You yeah. need a weekly break from them. Right. If you're not doing that, you're not a good mom. I'm just I'm sorry, there's no other way around it. You are yeah. tied down too much then. You either right. need their dad to step in you need a predict you need a consistent opportunity to go out and be inconsistent right you know, I don't totally know what right. I'm doing tonight and it's going to every I know I'm right on this cuz I know yeah. what you need and when you're not getting it 
You're not patient. No. You're you're, right. you're easy to react. It's no, I really then be um a grumpy a frustrated mother. Because your needs are not met, and they pay a huge price for that. So, so important that you have a weekly getaway, a get out. You might just go do your own thing. You might go to dinner with a friend. You might go to lunch. I don't know. You've got to work that into your life. You have three children, three and under. Right. You've got to get out. It's really important. My third suggestion with your type two she isn't feeling um heard and and she's running your energy now. She's running a lot of your pent up energy that you're not getting out and expressing. So mm-hmm. now there's this energy that needs to be accounted for and she's running a lot of mom's um type one energy and she's um irritable, she's sulky yeah. and she's yeah. out of balance. Right. The other thing that I'm 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 not really sure how to deal with and I've been trying to tread very lightly is um, you know, they talk about the whining, you know. It's incredibly right. I'm hurt, sorry, but you know? you've got to do these other three things. These other this has gotta happen before that's gonna shift. Right. right. So I take care of myself and then yes. um um You're gonna be more patient with her. She's not gonna be running your energy. How do I, how do I, 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 I'm trying to imagine what it's like to feel more hurt. I try to say, like, yes, what you're feeling is very important to me, but I feel like when we hit that moment where she's lost it, we can't go anywhere. Like, it's just, I can't do anything. And and I think the energy's out of balance in your home, and you're the main reason it's out of balance. Okay. Your energy's out of balance. Your home energy is going to be out of balance. Okay. You've got to get your energy into balance. See, everything else is secondary to this. You do this, and if you're still having trouble in a month, you do this consistently. Do this four weeks in a row. You start to feel some sense of, ah, in your life, some breathing room. See, you're probably right. You're, you're probably right. <laughs> no, I was I like, no, I'm right. Right. you are right. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I actually went out with a few friends um, just last week, so I was thinking, like, you know, I had fun the other week because I knew I needed it, but maybe it's, it is a consistent thing because I noticed when I am not having fun like, like, all me, day long, get, it comes out okay, in like, I, the way I spend money and everything like that. Like, I'll, I'll go out and, like, impulsively buy things when, you know, I right, because really, it's all pent up, so you're doing overs because you're not getting enough of it. Right. You're doing right. overs. So I know. I had four children, five and under, six and under, oh, three, wow. three and under. I know your story. I know your experience. Right. I I somehow had enough sensibility to get help and get I knew. Yeah. I My children were at risk with me, quite honestly, if I didn't get a break. I, I, being a type three, I had a tendency to be more angry, and I knew, my goodness, I need how I, you know, this is, you have three children, three and under. That is nonstop care. Right, it is. <laughs> okay, just get really honest. You're not a bad mother for needing a break. You're a good mom. You're an amazing mother to say, I got to take care of myself so I can show up for these kids. That's smart. Yeah. 
that's okay. being a great mom. And and on the same vein, do you think that my the energy in our house being unbalanced is partially a reason why I'm having trouble typing my son? Because oh definitely, I noticed nobody's him. running their true energy. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Right. Everything, everything you because brought up I, is a side effect of this. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I have a, I have a very, uh, my husband is a type two with a huge, massive secondary four. So, um, and he, he's well, really. Maybe he's a type four. <laughs> you think so? Every time anyone says that with a huge, you know, really, no, really, really strong. I'm like, well, they're probably that's their type done. <laughs> yeah, well, we we thought it was his we thought it was his primary for a while, but he um, for some reason he keeps saying that he thinks he's a he thinks he's a two. Like he's all, he's he says that whenever he reads that he feels like he's reading about himself, but then he has that strong. He's like, I feel like I'm a four sometimes. So I don't really know. Maybe you know, he, it's, I'm not trying to tell him who he is because you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but you're, well, you're probably you, right. You um do. Take care of yourself. It's smart. It's good. It's hey, yeah, yucky. This is exciting. What if you call my mm-hmm. pet? You need, you know. I'm telling you to go have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I, I need to. Yeah, and I did realize that something. I just, it. I actually want to say something that I think this method has really helped me with is that. I was surrounding myself with um, because all the most of the moms in the group the, the group that I'm kind of in are mostly like type threes and type fours, and they whenever I would hang out with them in a mom setting, it would be really intense energy for me, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah. they would always be like talking about like very intense stuff, and I was I, I you know thing I felt like things I would say would get really like shut down really fast, <laughs> you know, or or it would be taken right, too literally right. or everything like that. And so I actually, I, I have been able to, like, accept them for that, but know that that's not where I'm going to get my social time. Like, right. I, I'm like, right. I need, yeah, so I was, you know, which was kind of fun because it was like a, yeah, like, this is what's really helped me. So I wanted to tell you thank you for that because really that was, that was <laughs> really Thanks. helpful for me not to judge them and to be able to move on. And yeah. Like, this is, I need to have fun somewhere else. So that's awesome. Um, Good for you. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank thanks you. for the call. You're gonna be great. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks. My next caller is at four one zero. You're live on the show. Hi, Carol. Hi. What's your Hi. Name? My name's Laura. Lori. Hi, Laura. Hi. Lori. Hi. Hi. Um, I'm a type one, and mm-hmm. I've I've been reading your book for the Child Whisperer, and I also got the other book, and I'm also a Dress Your Truth member recently. Oh, was great, it? Been, great. Yeah, and I love everything, and I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, um, thank you. What I was going to say is I think my daughter, who is nine, is a four, like her dad, and uh-huh. my son, I'm thinking he might be a one like me, but I'm not, not quite sure if he's a two or a one. And I think after listening to the last caller, that I haven't been living true to my oneness. And so I don't think he is either, my my son. He's 11, by the way. He just turned 11. But my husband is definitely a four. (laughs) I know you laugh when you hear that. And my daughter is so much like, she is so much of a four. And I struggle because, can I hear your thoughts on raising a four-year-old daughter, a type four daughter, uh, being a one? 
Well, give me an incident, though, that well, you need help with. But more she really, she's, something. Okay, so she is, um, she's, like, very regimented as far as rules. Um, you know, she right. needs a lot of, cons- she needs more consistency sure. than I can give her, I think. That I'm easily. That's well, very. Okay, I'm how very. Old is she again? She's nine, and I'm real. I have a really hard okay, time being consistent. Okay, but she's old enough to be creating some of her own consistency and regimen without yes. you having to to be the um, initiator of that. See. Okay. So she's old enough to establish that within her own lifestyle in a manner. Okay. You and that you don't have to match them. She can be independently doing that with your support and encouragement. Support doesn't look like the fact that you're the one that make that creates it all. It's just good for you. You know, your support looks like more your verbal support, your communication support, your emotional support, mm-hmm. not that you have to be the one creating it. She's perfectly capable yeah. to create her own regimen. I agree with that. Right. I just think I feel sometimes like um, until I've – been reading this, you know, that she doesn't, she thinks of my husband as more of like, it's like she has more respect for his style. Sure. Well, she would naturally for that, but some of this you need to educate her about who you are. Okay. And what you bring to her life and the differences that you have in your family. She's old enough to understand that too. You can even read the book to her. Okay. I know, I know type four nine-year-olds that have read the book. Mhm. <laughs> like, they find it fascinating. Like, okay. Oh. I'm happy that they're the type four. <laughs> and know? my son is addicted too because he heard me listening to you on the computer, and he said, "What type do you think I am, Mom?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm not sure yet." Let him consider that too. You know what type? Yeah. Ask him what he thinks, and you know, honesty is a great thing in a family to say. We really haven't been living true to ourselves. You know, we've got these other family members. <laughs> that we have been complying to, and no, you know, no one's at fault here. We're just becoming more enlightened. So what can we do? You know. Okay. Just, you know, just just talk about what's really happening without okay. anybody being wrong. You know, it's just look, we're getting more aware. This is a good thing. We'll be a happier family. Okay. And and with your daughter, if she has a tendency to in any way correct you or yes. Um, yes. then you need to, in a private way, say, I understand why you do that. I want you to understand why you do that. Because I, I, I want to, you know, your motive is good and and um, I want to, we need to change some things. Okay. Because that's not how I would do it, you know. That isn't correct for me. But it is mm-hmm. correct for you. And right. so we're going to, we're going to, you know, again, it's informing. Oh, yeah, I, have an, I have a good um, example. Explaining. I have a good example okay. I just thought of. With her homework, um, <clears throat> she's a very independent. She can do everything herself. She never wants help. Right. right. Um, and she doesn't even want help studying. But when, but then she does want help studying, and then she sort of bosses me around, and I tell her that I don't like to be bossed around. I will help you when you, you know, I want to help her, but I don't like the way she talks to me. So we had a big right. discussion about that. And um, for before this discussion, though, it was a struggle. I, I said, okay, if you know everything, then you do it yourself. You know, that's the kind okay, of... Okay, let me, 
Let me, okay, you're frustrated at that point. Um, yeah. That's going to a place of bad shaming because okay. now you're kind of blowing her off, okay? Right. And, and I, I know you're frustrated and you're tired of being treated that, you know, again, you're just, you've had it, you've had it with type fours trying to, thank you, yeah. you know, to parent you. Mm-hmm. See, so. That that's the issue for you is man. Okay, I'm really this isn't working for me to have the type fours in my life always treating me like I'm the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure your husband does it. Oh, time. constantly. Okay. Yeah. So now you get in front of your daughter, and get you're this. more likely to say you're to your daughter. You're more likely to say, "Look, you can't do that to me than you are to your husband." But I have a feeling. Where you're really tired of it is more with your husband than your daughter, but you Ab- don't feel oh, yeah. as yeah, you don't feel you can be as verbal with him. Yeah, so she's right. getting the brunt of that. And the bad thing is that we work together, my husband and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you need to be saying that. You need to be talking to him about most of this. <laughs> I do. I do. Cause other, yeah, because otherwise your daughter becomes your your place to let it vent. And she also, she also. Th- Almost, it just comes out like it's him, too. Do you know what I mean? Sure, she, she, that's been modeled for her. She models it, yeah. Exactly. Does I mean, he, he models it for her. He model, right. Yeah, does he see that that's happening? Oh, yes, and we yes, he does, and he's told okay. her, you know, it's you good. can't talk to your mama like that. You can't talk to mom like that. Well, she should say to him, well, you shouldn't either. Right, and I say that to him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good, there's an opportunity for you here to really be yourself, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, you're doing, it sounds like you're handling it. It's just a matter of kind of things shifting over time. And, again, but do you, doing, my, I guess my question is, trying to avoid any... those comments like you've just met, you know, that's not the best way, again. But do you think I need to but, be stronger-willed with her? Or do you think I just need to be, like, she, she responds to the authoritarian type of, you have to do this now, Emily, you know. She likes well, it when... Well, yeah, but then, again, if that's not true to you so it's much... It's not true to, to me say, at all. Yeah, say, that's where you have to keep working it out, by having those private conversations. Say, okay, let's look at the situation. It was difficult for us. You know, this is... And you talk it out. You you do some impact, you know, and be very understanding, empathic in your li- or empathetic, I should say, not empathic, empathetic in your listening mm-hmm. by saying, you know, what is she really needing from you she's not getting? Because when you describe the homework thing, mm-hmm. she wants to be supported. See, yeah. that's her type force can be, yeah, it can be emotionally, feeling emotionally abandoned because they're like, yeah, I am very capable. I am very able to just do it myself, but I don't want to be ignored. I want at least the emotional support. So she doesn't need the physical support in helping you physically help her with her homework, but she does need your emotional support with it, which is you do such a great job. If there's anything that you need from me, you please let me know because you're so thorough with this. That's emotional support. Okay. So yeah. she's telling you, Mom, I do need your emotional support at least. Okay. And your yeah. recognition. I oh, need yeah. to be recognized for my ability, my talent. Yeah, I am. I'm Don't giving her take... lots of recognition lately, uh, recently. And yeah. things have been better since we had that conversation a couple of days ago. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk to you about the, the combination of having a four-daughter. 
because it is hard for me. I always expected my daughter to be just like me, and but my son is more like sure. me. But I imagine there's times you go out and you do something together, and she mm-hmm. can appreciate how fun you are. She so can make appreciate sure you have. She's not much Make fun. sure you set up those. But, see, she's not going to have fun in a routine setting. That needs to be go out, go shopping, go to lunch, go do something that takes her out of her structured environment where she can be in more of your energy. Okay. So do take her out is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she can let down, you know. She can be really appreciate your who you are. And she, might, like a- she may have gotten she may have gotten to the point where she is a little too serious about some things. She is. Yeah. She really See? is. And that can become back more into balance. Okay, and I have to listen to some of your shows about the weight for type she's a, she's a type four and she does have a little bit of a belly. You know her. Well yeah, I just yeah, I just recorded those. I have to was, listen to those, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, I recommend that. And then is there a show that you do as far as um, where we can call in about the Dress Your Truth stuff, about the clothing and the hairstyles and stuff? I well, I do a, I do a weekly, a monthly um, live webinar chat called Brunch with Carol for all of our Dressing Your Truth members. Oh, that's right. I did see two recordings. That's once, that's once a month, and okay. our next live one is the 21st. For some reason, the platform we've been using, we've had... It's not been um, recording the the branches, and so my technical support, who's my type four son, uh-huh. who runs all the tech side of the support of the branch. Okay. We're looking into some the issues there and other platforms. We really want to get those recorded because, like, you know, that's I, it's a ninety minute event, and it's uh-huh. for all the um, dressing your truth members to come on live, and you can ask me. It's video or text chat. Yeah, I and watched that. You can ask I, me anything in that world, in the Dressing Your Truth stuff. Okay, great. So. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling. Okay. You're doing a Thank great you job. Thank you so much. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. I just noticed, for those of you that are in the our Utah area, close to our Dressing Your Truth um, store and salon, which is for all of the Dressing Your Truth club members, I just got an email. See, I don't even know if some of these things are happening. That's a good sign that your company's growing when the owner doesn't have knowledge of every single little thing anymore. <laughs> that means good things are happening without my having to be involved. But the Dressing Your Truth Salon is offering children's haircuts for only $35 for children ages 8 to 12. Child must be a club member. Um Buy the additional course purchased on their behalf, meaning did you buy an additional course for your child and they you own, you have that, um, you own the course true to their type and you can call and set an, make an appointment or go online to dressingyourtruth.com and you'll see our uh, ser- salon services menu there. And right now we're booking children's appointments. Wow, that's cool. I didn't know our our stylist had made that decision and our salon manager. So there's a little announcement for you. That's exciting. And I will take, um, I have a couple written in questions. Those kind of get backed up. I'm going to be taking more of my 
questions are submitted through email in the next few weeks, but I can take a couple today, at least one today. And I want you, you may not know it, another support that we have, if you go to thechildwhisper.com, we have a book club kit that you can access there that you can download. If you are a member of a book club and you'd love to introduce your book club to the Child Whisperer, we have a book club kit right on the website that you can use to support the um, reading and discussing of the Child Whisperer at your book club. That's cool. Okay, this question came in from a mom named Kaylee. Hi, Carol. I'm the mom of a type three, secondary four, two-year-old boy. He is very determined and loves to conquer. I've had a few experiences with my type one, two mother-in-law where she tries to stop him from experiencing things, climbing, running, etc., for fear of him getting hurt or endangered. He is very aware of his body, but if he does get hurt, he doesn't care for long. I see him receiving a message about his forward movement and getting what he wants as being too much. I try to counter these experiences afterward and acknowledgments that I fear the damage being done. She gave me the child whisper and also has a copy, but I'm sure not sure if she'll get around to reading it herself. My husband is concerned my type 4 nature will be too harsh for her because she is extremely sensitive, so I haven't said anything much and don't know if I should. I want to stick up for my son enough to, for his strong energy and encourage his strong energy help. You know, if she owns the book and you own the book and this keeps repeating itself, then it's just have that conversation. You know that book you gave me. Have you had it? I'd love to talk to you about it because I'm learning a lot about my son, about whatever his name is. And I'd love to just chat about any insights you have about him. Have you, you had a chance to read it? Oh, is that something? I'd love to talk about his nature and get your insights and understandings of what you learned from the book. Can let's go to lunch and do that sometime. And, you know, let's let's have some fun with this. Make it fun. Go to lunch. There you go. That's easy. And she'll probably do it because you're gonna go to lunch. You're saying, let's have some fun with this. Let's learn about our the um let's learn how we can be better mom and better grandma to these kids. So don't even approach it that she's doing something wrong. And then if it doesn't like clue into that, to say, I know when I do this and I'm overly you know, we both have a include yourself in that, you know, just I know when he's this way and he's it can be I know it's a little nerve wracking and it's like you get nervous that he's gonna hurt himself and it's such you know, we just want to make sure he's safe. Of course, you want to make sure he's safe. Say, I include yourself in that and don't single her out and just say, I can get nervous too, but I'm learning this about what he needs. Um, I notice when he's at your house, that can come up. So just, again, don't single anyone out. Don't make anyone, don't put anyone on the defense. Just, again, encourage, aware, understand, enlighten, and these are ways to set it up so that can happen and support. Thanks for that question. I hope that helps you. And my next question I from Lauren. Hi, Carol. I've been reading into your blog and recently finished your Child Whisper book. I teach kindergarten. I have a 16-month-old son. 
whose dad and I split up but remained civil with a 50-50 custody. I wanted to hear your input on raising a child as a single mom and bringing a new male figure into the picture. I don't want my son to feel like he's on the back burner or neglected when I start to bring the new man into his life. How do I address this? I'd love your advice. Now, that, since the dad's still in the picture and the father is the father, the new male is still with it. He, if he's someone you're dating or if he becomes a boyfriend, that's who he is. He's your friend. He's not a male figure necessarily in your child's life until a more serious commitment is made, like marriage. And so put him in the proper position. Your son still has his father. And it's important that that father be the primary male in his life because that dad is wanting to be the father. So another male becomes kind of secondary to that, and he's just your friend until something else develops. And so just like any other friend in your life, there's no difference. Girlfriend, guy friend, he's a friend to you. And so he's someone that gets to just be, uh, know your child via your friendship. Because until there's a more serious commitment made, he, in my opinion, he doesn't have a right to have that position in your child's life to um, be influential in any particular way, just like a girlfriend wouldn't. You wouldn't give a girlfriend that that particular role of influence. So level of influence in a child's life, child's life, really, and that in a manner is developed over time. If it if it were to become a very serious relationship, but never replace as far as long as the father's in the picture and he's an active parent, he would never replace the father. You know, he just gets additional support from a loving adult who gets to be a role model for that child. So thanks for that question. I appreciate everybody um, tuning in today and listening to the recording, if you've been listening to the recordings. And please share the Child Whisperer with others. I appreciate, again, all of you that go on Amazon and leave your beautiful reviews. We have 115 five-star reviews, eight four-star reviews, a couple, one one-star review. I don't know what that's about. Um, but uh, thank you so much for going to Amazon, leaving a really wonderful review in support of this book. And thanks for sharing the book with others and sharing this podcast with other parents. And let's make a difference in the world by helping improve the way we parent and raise healthy, amazing children true to who they are. So I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. For more information on Carol's revolutionary Child Whisperer parenting system, go to www.thechildwhisperer.com where you can learn more about purchasing her groundbreaking parenting book, The Child Whisperer. That's www.thechildwhisperer.com. To submit questions to Carol Tuttle's Child Whisperer show, email your questions to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. That's parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Thank you for being a part of today's show. 